Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When it comes down to who's the favorite to win it all, it's the Boston Celtics. Tatum, got it. Let's lock into the details on defense. Blocked by Tatum. No let up. They have everything and more. It's not even close when you compare top to bottom. It's because of the dynamic duo in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Stops, pulls up, jump shot, got it! Good job, boy. Marcus Smart and what he's been bringing to the table offensively for Lafred and Robert Williams. Better play, boy. When it comes down to the city of champions, it's about completing the mission. Jason Tatum is in the zone. Welcome to NBA Today. The great city of Boston, it has been celebrating its 200th birthday for the better part of the last calendar year, but I can think of something else that they would like to celebrate. A little party, maybe, that would begin right here in this building. The TD Garden hosted a finals last year, but it didn't culminate in bringing home banner number 18. I mean, is there even room to hang another banner up there? I'm sure they'd figure out a way because each person on this team and in this organization certainly thinks that this is the year NBA Today is in Boston with an all-access pass. What a show we have planned for you today. At 3.15, do not miss Marcus Smart on whether or not this team would beat Perk's title team in 2008. And then at 3.30, it's Jason Tatum in a film room session with the legend Doris Burke. I promise you are not going to want to miss that. And then at 3.50 Eastern, Al Horford sits down with me, tells us if this season is championship or bust for the Celtics. We have a packed show coming at you. Welcome to NBA Today Live from Boston. I'm Malika Andrews alongside Kendrick Perkins and our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. We have a lot to get to today, but we're going to start with some news out of Golden State. Steph Curry, he is making progress to return from an injury that he sustained on February 4th. Woj, what more can you tell us about his timeline? Um, Malika, Steph Curry's return is fairly imminent now in Golden State. I'm told uh, he's expected to be, be back on the road trip that begins Sunday against the Lakers. And, and one of those three games, they played the Lakers on Sunday on ABC, uh, Tuesday in Oklahoma City, and then Thursday in Memphis. But the expectation is, is that Steph Curry will return sometime on this trip next week. And listen, for a player uh, who's been out since February 4th, uh, certainly integral to everything this Warriors team does, for them to be in fifth place in the West, with him on the cusp of his return, I think they weathered his absence and getting back Steph Curry and then, of course, Andrew Wiggins at some point here. You know, this is a Warrior team that still has time now to make a run in the West. This is welcome, welcome news for Golden State Warriors fans because you mentioned it. With their comeback win over the Trailblazers last night and then the Clippers lost, they were able to catapult all the way up to fifth in the West when it feels like just a little while ago we were talking about are they even going to make it into the playoffs, let alone the play-in? What is happening here? Perk, what do you think when you hear that Steph Curry is on his way back? As if my day can't get any worse. <laughs> I got to hear this noise from the Bay Area fans because 
Just last week, I was saying that their season is over, and I still feel the same, even with Steph Curry coming back. Wow. And not because, listen, this team is still based on championship or bust. So making it to the first round or getting to the second round, that's not an accomplishment for the Golden State Warriors. They are the defending champs that still have their nucleus for us, Jordan Poole, Draymond, Clay, Steph, uh, Andrew Wiggins that are still there. So, you know, like, uh, when I say it's over, I mean, like, their title hopes are still over. I still don't believe in them. I mean, I think the Warriors still have a little bit of time here of to figure do. some things out. Plus, when you have the finals MVP on his way back, this isn't my Oakland like showing. This. this isn't my Oakland <laughs> showing. This is just the facts. So, Steph Curry, our Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting, could be back on this upcoming road trip. I want to welcome in our Los Angeles counterparts, Chinea Gumake and Richard Jefferson, because Ooh. today is the day of returns. Kevin Durant is going to be making his return. Richard Jefferson is returning to the show. <laughs> a reunion here with Perk and Richard. I love this. What's up, guys? Yeah, what's the sound, Perk? The uh, I would take us well, on a two-on-two it, game any so, day. You, you and Chanae, your dress yeah. and your blazer match colors. That's pretty. Did yeah. you guys plan that? I mean, it is like <laughs> Lent. It's in season. We're preparing for Easter, but stop. Thank Honestly, you so much. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Malika and they Perk make and that Woj. Coat men's. Let me know, Perk. You'll never be able to hold it down like we do, okay? And we, <laughs> we are holding down the West Coast today, so let's get right to what Malika said. The debut that we have been waiting for. Kevin Durant will play with the Suns for the very first time tonight in Charlotte. Katie has been out with an MCL sprain since January 8th, missing 19 games, but he is back. So it's only right that we check in now with senior NBA insider Brian Windhorst, who now joins us live from Charlotte. Brian, you've been with the Suns last week. I know we were following your travel itinerary over the past week or so, but what has Katie's preparation and his time with his new teammates really looked like leading up into this debut tonight? Yeah, Chanae, the, the truth is they've kind of had like a low-key training camp. The Suns have only played two games in the last 13 days. They've only kept played a couple of times since the end of the All-Star break. And that time, that extra practice time, has basically been Kevin Durant prep time. He felt no pain in his knee for the last couple of weeks. And so he's while he's been building up his stamina and building up his conditioning, he's been working with his new teammates. They've had several long practices in the last few days. They've spent hours going over late-game situations, preparing for new defensive strategies. Like this is the exact opposite of a midseason rush job. Obviously, this is not something that's ideal, completely changing your style of play midseason. But the Suns really thought this out. And then they picked this game, not Sunday against Milwaukee, this game against Charlotte, where they've been here for three days. And look, just to be honest, it's not one of the best teams in the league. They're going to have low stress in this game. So this has all been set just right. And here's the other thing. Durant has come back from this injury, the same MCL sprain, twice Mid-season in his career, just a year ago, he missed 20 games, came back, immediately had back-to-back 30-point games. I'm not sure we're going to see that tonight because he's on a minute restriction, but he is definitely primed and knows how to come back from this injury. And so I am expecting to see Durant and the Suns show a little bit of polish that we maybe don't expect coming out tonight. Okay, so maybe their schedule has really worked to their advantage post-All-Star, but we all have been looking forward to what this finally will look like on the court. So, Brian, how might KD fit in actually with this Suns offense? Yeah, something that Devin Booker has talked about is that he feels like you're going to see spacing. Uh, they're going to run some actions that really take advantage and put other teams into difficult decisions where they run the three of them together, say the three of them, Booker, Chris Paul, and Kevin Durant, where they force the opposition to make a decision, pick and rolls with the floor space, um, you know, 
shifting the ball to one side of the floor, putting the other star wing player on the opposite end of the floor, maybe even sometimes putting Durant and Booker themselves into straight pick and rolls. These are all things that they've been working on, frankly, for weeks now. You know, Durant has been in Phoenix for most of the last three weeks. He's been able to do a lot on the floor that we haven't seen. And so they really do have some reps under their belt coming into this game. And they got a nice road trip here where they can do some bonding. Tonight in Charlotte, Friday in Chicago, and then the big one, the reunion, if you will, Sunday in Dallas against Kyrie and the Mavericks. Thank you so much, Brian. Richard, what do you expect to see from Katie tonight? Kevin Durant. So I expect to see Kev. Like it's though Brian's point was right. Look, they had some time, you know, and they were working on some things. But it's like basketball been basketball. Basketball's been basketball the same way. You know, yes, Kevin Durant's gonna run pick and roll. Why? Because Kevin Durant's run pick and roll for the last 15 years. Kevin Durant's gonna knock down threes at, at a at a 40% okay. clip. Oh, I get we're you. going to see what he does. We're just going to see it in the Phoenix uniform. Now, if we're talking about their team and how he fits in, he fits in perfectly. There was no different than him joining the Warriors. This is an easier step in than joining the Warriors because the Warriors were obviously an elite team. They only basically removed Harrison Barnes, added him. So once they added him, he was just basically, with all due respect to my guy HB, a much like greater version of that. So you went to it more. But Kevin Durant is a seamless fit the way he plays. He was a seamless fit when he joined Brooklyn. When they had Kyrie, they built around him. It's going to be the same thing in Phoenix. But see, the Hooper, the nerd in me, sort of is looking forward to the differences between maybe a Katie and Kyrie pick and roll and a Katie and Devin Booker because I think we all know who Kyrie is. We're excited to see what Devin Booker becomes. But I'm curious, uh, Wendy, what do you think about the significance of this matchup with Kevin Durant's debut actually in Charlotte? Yeah, I can't I can't just let it go without thinking about the irony because the last time I know I was here in Charlotte for a game, it was in 2019 at the All-Star Weekend. And what happened on the All-Star Weekend was basically the Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving decided they were going to play together the following season. Durant has said this. It's not conjecture. He said that that's when they solidified it. So here we are in Charlotte. Four years later, that partnership that was established here is over. We have the beginning of a new partnership here with really Devin Booker and Kevin Durant going forward. Chris Paul is obviously a member of that group. But, the, you know, the real draw for Durant was Booker, who he played with. On, U- on Team U- uh, USA. So it's just so interesting that here we are again in Charlotte where this is going to start. And while Devin Booker plays it low-key, that is who he is. He is monotone. He does not show much emotion. I promise you he is extremely excited about bringing in this new partner for him that he is hoping to elevate the Suns to championship level. Well, what I really do love about, you know, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, yes, they may, like, outwardly be low-key, but they put everything, all of their energy, their emotion onto the court. So I feel like we have a lot to look forward to tonight. Welcome back, Kevin Durant. But still to come here on NBA Today, we're talking Boston. The Celtics, they have their true point guard in Marcus Smart. But does he think that his C's right now could be Perks 08 squad, that title team? Our all-access continues. And plus, the Celtics, their longtime rival is on. Obviously, the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers were in action last night against the Grizz. And without LeBron, there were some struggles, struggle bus takeaways from that game shortly. And, y'all, Twitter has been set ablaze with Perk's take on Jokic and the stack padding and all that type of stuff. We'll give the floor to the big fella to explain. Don't miss that coming up. You can't underestimate the impact of their starting point guard. Longest tenured Celtic. Corner three. A little bit of sauce on Marcus Smart. 
And he's playing with a lot of confidence. We're here with Marcus Smart. And Marcus, you are the longest tenured Celtics. To you, what responsibilities come with that? Wow. Uh, actually, a lot, to yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when things are going right, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Joe's constantly talking to me and telling me, let me know, you know, we go as you go. But when things go wrong, you know, he's on top of me and uh, he's letting me know, you know what I'm saying? You got to be better so we can be better um, and bring the energy that we bring. So the responsibility is a lot and I accept it all. You're averaging a career high seven assists per game. You're bringing the ball up the floor, 25 possessions per game, also a career high. To me, that looks like, that smells like, that sounds Sounds like a point guard, but when the conversation around the Celtics was, do they have a point guard? Do they need a point guard? Did you take that personally? Uh, I definitely did. I mean, Perk could probably say he knows me since college. I definitely did, you know, uh, uh, for multitude of reasons. One, you know, I was drafted as a point guard. Um, you know, that's why I made my stand in college as a point guard. Uh, and then not only that, you know, just really, really didn't get the chance that I thought I deserved at the time. Uh, and just had to wait my turn. And once I got it, you know, I was ready to take off. So it definitely was something that I took personally. And, you know, I constantly take it personally and I constantly go out there and try to prove everybody wrong. Well. He's also the reigning defensive player. Of yeah, I voted for him. Yeah. Man. I voted for him. But I, I wanted to ask him this, like, with the depth that y'all have, mm-hmm. because in 2008 we were so deep. But a guy like myself, I, I had to look over my shoulder because I had Big Baby. I had P.J. Brown. I had Leon Pope. And I want to know, like, with guys on your roster, like when you look at over your shoulder with Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White, how much does that bring out the best of you? Because I have a saying, iron sharp is iron, but I want to know, like, how good is that competitive thing inside the team is great for the team and for yourself? Definitely. You're right about that iron does sharp, sharpen iron. And uh, it's crazy, you know, because when I look over my shoulder, uh, you know what I'm saying, that sense of, you know, I need to get my shit together. Excuse my friends. Excuse my friends. But, you know what I'm saying, that's it. You know, because of how great and the talent that we do have with this team. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, it's also like, you know, dang, I can't believe I get to come to work and and compete with these guys every day. So let's go ahead and do it. And, uh, you know, that's what it is. You know, you got Malcolm D. White and Peyton right there. And, you know, any one of those guys can be in the starting role on any team. So, you know, for me to be in that starting role and to hold that down, uh, knowing that I got those guys uh, competing and and, you know, making me better each and every day is something, as a competitor, you love. Yeah. Well, you're also, as, as we were just talking about, a, a defensive menace. He's like, yeah, I, yeah. I know he I am. That. He That's know me. that, yeah. But Bam Adebayo told Bleacher Report's Taylor Rooks that he should have won Defensive Player of the Year over you. What do you say to that? <laughs> Bam. Come on now, Bam's a good guy, good good friend of mine, but me and Bam both know that's a lie. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the things I was doing at that time um, at my size was different. And, and, and last time I recall, Bam, I blocked your shot as well, your dunk as well. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That should let you know everything you need to know right there. There you go. The proof is in the, proof is in the pudding. Absolutely. And, and, and look, I expected that response. That's what, that's what, that's what Marcus do, right? Yeah, and I love it. But I want to know this. We talk about, you know, you guys being a favorite. I want to know the vibe in the locker room, and I just want to—I want you to keep it real. In, in the locker room, as one of the leaders, this is it championship or bust this season? It's championship for us. Uh, I mean, 
you know, um, not uh, not a lot of teams can say that, that they have an opportunity. We're one of those teams, and we understand and know it. And, uh, you know, last year really fueled that for us. You know, Jason and Jalen has mentioned it and poked at it about, you know, we had to go all summer here. And you guys did a great job. Almost there. Yeah. You know, almost only counting horseshoes and grenades. We all know that. So it's like, man, I ain't trying to hear that. And, uh, you know, we just came into the season found, you know, to make sure we go out and leave it all on the court and whatever happens, happens. But we both, we all know that when we go and leave it all on the court, yeah. what's going to happen is going to be our goal. He's one of the best post-up defenders in the entire NBA. You he know is. that, right? Yeah, he is. Uh, how would you do against the big fella? Come on now. <laughs> big guard, baby. Big well, guard, well, first. first of all, it would it be, be bad because – For who? We, I mean, because we're both – we were both, both physical. Yeah, oh, both yeah. physical. So, I mean, that would be like that – that park, like it, it, you have to see blood, no to blood, no foul, foul, baby, type thing. So I, 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 I don't want to. So this would end in just like double technicals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. And after we both like, yeah, good guy. Yeah, good job. yeah. Good job. yeah. Good job. We appreciate that. Seven game series. Who's winning? Your current Celtic squad. Your 2008 Celtic squad. I ain't gonna lie. Right now, I'm gonna have to give it to the 2008 squad. Ooh. Those dudes there, watching those guys, the what they were able to accomplish and how they did it, is what we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we look at that every day, and we try to, you know, what can we take from those guys and implicate into our games and implicate to our, our team. So I'm definitely see, going that way. See, the thing is, is this right? We would, ha- we Marcus would have to guard Ray Allen. My thing is, is that JT would have have to match Paul Pierce. Paul was, you know, he hey, he looked guys in the eyes and he outplayed them in that 2008. So, you know what I mean? But it would it would go seven games. It would go seven yeah, games. Yeah, for sure. Go down to the wire. That's something that I would want to watch. Marcus, thank you so much for spending Thanks a little guys. bit of time with us as a part of this Celtics All Access. Still to come right here on NBA Today. Catch Marcus's teammate Jason Tatum in a film session with our very own Doris Burke. Tatum actually had some interesting things to say about smart stay tuned i had already hit four threes so he's politely saying i'm cooking right now <laughs> <laughs> Basically. now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavily on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. What have you learned in basketball practice? Well, I learned how to get buckets, and I learned how to dribble, and that's a thing to do, but I don't remember what else I do. Phil, this is my show. 
I mean, how cute is Deuce Tatum? Welcome back to NBA Today. We all know that for the Celtics, having been around them for the last 24 hours as a part of this all-access, their goal is very simple. It is getting back to the finals and this year taking home that championship. But they also know that in order to do that, a lot of their hopes, they hinge on Jason Tatum, who is on pace to be the first Celtics player ever to average 30 points per game. So he sat down with our Doris Burke for a film session. Tatum on the cut, takes it all the way and slams it. Blocked by Tatum. Oh, Tatum set up the smoke detector. Tatum. To me, Jason, there's two things you're doing this season which I think are significant. First is finishing at a career high in the restricted area. You're also getting a career high layup and dunk attempts. What's happening here? I know coming up the court that we're going to have two guys spaced in the corner. We got a shooter in the slot, which is Sam, and we don't even have to say it. I know that Luke is coming to set a high pick and roll. You're right below the free throw line against Joel Embiid. You hit him with a couple of moves and finish left. Your ability to finish left now is, is pretty special. This is twice in a row, no fear, at an elite defender. You're just going right at him. Mm -hmm. So on this one, even though I'm looking, I take that dribble like I'm about to step back. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I see him be like relax a little bit, he stands up just for a half a second. I know I got him to, you know, go past him yeah. right there. There it was. I got to tell you this. Malika showed me video of your son at the All-Star game. Boom. Boom. That looks like you mm -hmm. a little bit. He's become quite the, the star himself. And I don't know who's more popular Boston, <laughs> you or Deuce. It's close. So this next section is some sidestep threes, particularly going left. They're obviously going to make a switch. You've got a rookie on you and Ivy. I was just going to say that. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I know he's a rookie. I know he's going to be anxious. He's going to press up, right, to try to speed me up. I know as soon as I get past the, the, the point of the screen, I'm going to dip my shoulder like I'm going downhill. Mm. And then I just step back and get to my spot. All right, next one. To me, a couple things are happening here. In just a second, half second, this guy's going to have a foot in the paint and this guy's pinching in. You're mindful of all that because you've already seen that. What's your point of eye line? There's two guys in the corners, one at the slot. I had already hit four threes. So. He's politely saying I'm cooking right now. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he let me go left um, and I hit three or four, so I knew this one was going in. So this next section is all sort of at the cup. Number one, this is against Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. This team is exceptional defensively. Take me through what's happening here. As soon as I catch it, I'm reading Pat Connaughton and Brooke Lopez, which one is going to take me, who's taking smart. Transition, a lot of confusion can happen, and that's why you always want to attack and transition when the defense is not set. Smart is like my favorite person to play with. Uh, really? Because? Super high IQ basketball player, great passer. It's a lot of things that we don't even have to say that you know we've done so many times. I know when I come set that screen, I hit under. I know he, he's capable of making that pass. Smart, bounce pass Tatum. Tatum puts up a three. Bam! Jason Tatum from downtown. You said, have we improved from last year? Absolutely. Is it enough to get to a championship? Last year we didn't start off great, but I think this year our offense generated a lot of really good shots. I think we all played extremely well together. This is kind of the, the, 
the stretch going into the playoffs where you want to be playing your best basketball, you want to be healthy, uh, peaking essentially, playing together the best at the right time, mm. you know, to give yourself a chance to win a championship. And that's been our, our mindset this whole season, not me winning MVP, not guys being all-stars. It's can we get back to the finals and have a different result than we did last season. That's what it's about. Jason Tatum, he currently has the fifth shortest odds to win MVP. That's according to Caesar Sportsbook. He would be the first Celtic to win MVP since Larry Bird back in 1986. But Jason Tatum has some stiff competition for that MVP candidacy, and a lot of them were in action last night. Janae has more back in Los Angeles. Thanks, Malika. Plenty of those MVP candidates, they were in action last night, so why don't we just run through how they did? Let's run get through. to it. Let's start with Giannis Antetokounmpo, who recorded his NBA-leading eighth game with 30 points and 15 rebounds this season to lead the Bucks to their 15th straight game and win, and completing a perfect February. That is so impressive. Richard, Giannis said post-game, he feels like some fans take him for granted. Do you take Giannis for granted? No, I don't take him for granted. I 100% appreciate everything this man. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Cosign retweet. Now moving to the preseason MVP favorite, Luka Doncic, who celebrated his 24th birthday last night. Luka had 39 points, but Tyrese Halliburton, whose birthday is actually on leap day, February 29th, he stole the show. 32 points of his own. Kyrie missed a game-winning attempt late as time expired, and the Mavs dropped to 1-4 in games when both Kyrie and Doncic's play. Uh-oh. Here is former Mavs and current Pacers coach Rick Carlisle on Luca's birthday. Did you get Luca a birthday gift? <laughs> I brought him Halliburton. <laughs> Halliburton's birthday today too. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Casual flex right there. Now to the betting favorite for MVP right now, Nikola Jokic, who posted his 100th career triple-double last night. Just the sixth player in NBA history to do so. In fact, Oscar Robertson is the only player to ever make the Century Club faster. That's wild. Now the Nuggets, they've won 28 straight games in which Jokic records a triple-double, including all 24 games this season. Jokic was asked about this amazing 100 milestone after the game. Nikola? What does 100 triple doubles mean to you? I mean, when you start batting, it's easy, you know, so. <laughs> you heard that, right? You heard the stat batting stuff out there. Yes, of course. I mean, it's What's true. What's your reaction to it? It's true. 
So you know what we had to do. We have to bring Kendrick Perkins no, back into the mix. No, we don't. We absolutely do because today is Perks' defense day. <laughs> yes, and this is do. this is the what is it? The law company of uh, Perkins and Perkins. He's he's forward for uh, defense, yeah, wh- right? Whatever you well, wait. Perk, Perk, you. Well, well, whatever you want to call it. Perk, you've been huh? attached to this narrative, though, with Jokic over the last week, stat padding, all, all that type of stuff. But we all know that you're not afraid to call it a player. You're not afraid to poke the bear. It has worked with your previous Celtics takes. But what is your response to Nikola Jokic, his 100 triple-double, and this notion of stat padding? Well, well, first of all, congratulations to Amari. Second of all, a hit dog will holler. And I'm not telling any lies. And Shanae and Richard, if you sit up there and disagree with me that these things don't take place in the locker room or, or on the floor at times when, when guys are reaching certain t- milestones or having a chance to hit double-doubles or triple-doubles, then y'all not being honest with yourselves. I've been part of locker rooms, and I was one of those guys as well. And it's okay. It's okay. It's no knock on Jokic and what he brings to the table. We're not saying that he's not one of the most skilled bigs to ever play the game of basketball. But I do recall when Russell Westbrook was averaging a triple-double for four years when he was doing it, it was a lot of, you know, hey, man, look at Steven Adams boxing out and Russ going to grab the rebounds. And it's okay. Like, it happens. Let's not act like it don't exist in the NBA world. Okay, Richard, what are your thoughts? I think Perk's entitled to his opinion, even if he's wrong. I, you know, I, I think the, oh, the, man, the con- no, will you hush your mouth? All right, listen. The context behind what he's saying is different. Yes, Perk is correct. Everyone stat pads. You got. I played with Jason Kidd, and I would just he one of those triple doubles. If you go and look at the Nuggets and the way that they play, Jokic never gets a hockey assist. He never makes the pass that leads to the pass. When he throws that ball, he like they they shoot the ball and look. But this is the difference, and where I, I will give Jokic credit. They're 24-0 when he gets a triple-double. He should go try and get a triple-double, right? He should go try and get a triple-double, right? Because he's not hurting his team. They're undefeated. They're batting 1,000 when he gets a triple-double. Then we're going to add one more layer to this. The last time that the Nuggets weren't in first place in the West, and you see how tight it is in that middle, the last time they weren't first place was December 19th. So it's been been like two months. So they've held the lead in in first place in the Western Conference for two months, and every time he gets a triple-double, double he wins yes stat padding goes on is he trying to get triple doubles yes mainly because they win every damn time he does (laughs) i don't understand what you're talking about uh, RJ, I'm not saying that had nothing to do. We was when I made that comment, it was had everything to do with the MVP. Oh, okay, that's a different conversation. Let's have this up. Yeah, so that's that. That's what I'm trying to say. And look, I'm not knocking it again. I'm not saying nothing. It happens in the league, RJ. That's what I'm Agreed. telling you, like you just said. But here, here's the thing. When are we going to hold him to the same standard that we do Giannis and everybody else that did one multiple It's MVPs going to start after this season. year. It's going to start after this year, Perk, because no. we're going to have – while we can talk about one, the MVPs so really quickly. Went, really quickly, Perk. This is what's going to happen. Let me predict now. for everybody what's going to happen. I love the Denver Ugh, Nuggets. I my, think that they're the very, I think they are very, very right good. Now, listen to me. Okay, that's fine. Make your point, Richard. My point that I'm trying to make, because we have a bit of a delay, is this. We're going to talk about the MVPs, but when we're talking about championships, there's not a lot of people that have Denver 
as a favorite coming out of the West. There's not a lot of people that have them as a favorite to win a championship, even right now. So we're, he's probably going to get the MVP. Let's just say he's going to get the MVP, and then we can move on okay. to who's going to win a championship because that most likely will not include the Denver Nuggets. That's what I'm hearing. That's what people believe. But, but still, Richard, how does that sound if he's going to win three MVPs straight and we don't hold him to the same standard that we didn't held everybody else from Giannis to Braun to KD, like to Steph, like all of these guys that won MVP next was on the list was that we was saying how much pressure it was behind them to go and win a championship. Yeah, I. To me, that's really a fair assessment of it. When it comes to MVP, it's a different conversation, but I do like Richard's point and the fact that, hey, if you get a triple-double, you win the game. So go and get a triple-double. I'm not yeah. mad at that. Yeah. But still. I'm not, oh, yeah, but, but stat padding exists. It does I'm exist. We all know that. You know, that, that, that does exist. The best beneficiary right now is Nikola Jokic because yeah. he's winning. And the Denver he's Nuggets. With and these stat pads, they win. And we'll look forward to what they do in the playoffs. But still to come today on NBA Today, last night, the LeBronless Lakers, they took the L. Found out why this team could have more bad news ahead ahead of tonight's back-to-back. I know, this is not really that fun. How does it go from worse to worser? I know, but they're doing all right. They've got squad. They've got depth. It's okay. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome into NBA Today. We've got a little bit of coast-to-coast action. Malika and Perk are in Boston. But Richard and I are here in Los Angeles. And speaking of which, let's get to LeBron because the LeBronless Lakers were in action last night in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. And so let's see what that looked like. I think there was a little bad omens a few minutes ago. But what do you think of this outfit, Richard? I love it. I dig it. A little stone-cold, you know, Steve Austin vibe. I dig it. Channeling that energy into the game. I think that was a precursor of what was to come. John Morant only had six points in the first half, but look at this. Four minutes to play in the third quarter. Oh, oh my goodness. He would have a very strong quarter. Very. Watch this. That's an understatement. Nice little floater. 17 points already in the quarter. 17. Now over three minutes to play in the third. Watch this. Ooh. Like, where's the where's the defense? Well, that's tough because that's considered a blow-by. You can't ask people to help you on a blow-by. John is number one fan, his dad. You got to love that. Morant now has 21 in the third after this bucket. Look at him just posting people up. You can't guard me. You can't guard me. He he moves at a speed and a pace. It's hard to – and then it's the change of direction and the change of speed. He goes from 0 to 100, down to 10, back up to 100 oh. again, and then at any chance – 
Look, this is great verticality. Takes it all. It's impressive, man, what he, he does. He finished with 28 points in the quarter, the most in a quarter in Grizzlies history. Now let's go to the fourth. Watch this. Oh, my gosh. Watch. Oh. What? Yeah. Mr. Jaron Jackson Jr., that's you. He's pointing at you. Oh, on AD? Left. On AD. Come on now. Now, three minutes left in the game. Grizzlies up 10. There's a steal. Lobs it up. This was all Grizzlies. Beautiful slam. Morant had 39 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Grizzlies win 121-109. They were just showing out, showing out. And speaking of yeah, which, John Morant. Afterwards. I mean, there's a little love there, but like we all know who really won that one. Uh, John Morant went into his bag in the third quarter against the Lakers, dropping an NBA high 28 points in that quarter. It was the most points by a player in any quarter of Grizzlies history. Morant also finished the game making 12 of his final 15 shots. Such an impressive effort from the Grizzlies last night. Now, they remain 1.5 games up on the Kings, but they do actually have a tough schedule coming up. After tonight's game versus the Rockets, they play the following teams. Look at this. They face seven straight conference opponents, all with winning records, except the aforementioned Lakers, and you guys know you had to do this to me, also the Rockets. So as if the loss last night wasn't bad enough news for the Lakers and Lakers fans, they'll have to rebound, you know, but in a moment, Let's talk a little bit first. What did you notice from the absence of LeBron, even though they did make some strides after the trade deadline? Well, it, it's it's just tough. You take you you look at the Warriors with with no you know Steph Curry. You look at the way this team has kind of been built. It's around LeBron James. And then you lose D'Angelo Russell. So now, you know, he's out with a sprained ankle. No LeBron James. Look, Anthony Davis, look, he, he put up great numbers. 28 and 19. You get 28 and 19 or whatever from and he, him. He's taking some slander, yeah, which yeah. I feel like is a little unfair. No, no that, not, not from his performance last night. I don't care if someone will say, oh, well, they're in. he had five blocks. He had 28. He had 19. If you can get 24 points from Braun, it's a different game. If you can get 15 points from D'Angelo Russell, it's a different game. So now I, I, you look at it, in my opinion, he did what he could do, and now he's out with the right foot stretch. Yeah, as you see right there on the bottom of that's, our screen, AD out tonight. Don't give me his performance. Don't give me his performance. That's the part that has been the biggest hindrance to Anthony Davis being a highly impactful player, right? If he's injured, he's injured. I'm not here to question that. I, like, I, I feel bad for the guy. But when you look at this roster, can we depend on certain people? Can we get there? you got to look at 28-19. Okay, look, we're going to start building this around AD because Braun's going to be out for a month. We don't know when D'Angelo Russell's coming back. So we're going to build this around. And it's like, oh. No, we can't do that. So, I mean, we did get a little bit of good signs around the Lakers based on their supporting cast, but they're down their supporting cast. What do they do in the interim? Because today we also got the news that Steph Curry is returning soon. Do you think these are two teams that are trending in different directions? I think the Lakers still have a chance if LeBron James is able to come back soon. Again, you're referencing LeBron James. There <laughs> are 80. two other all-stars on this team that are currently in better health and shape than LeBron James. LeBron James is going to miss two weeks, three weeks a month right if it was the middle of the season and they were a, a quality team let's say they were hovering around the the, the the four spot he would miss exponentially more time to make sure he was 100% healthy even the original statement said based off of where they are will dictate when he comes back yeah, look at the standings, though. Look how cluttered it all is. Let's talk the Grizzlies side a little bit. Okay. Because I think they took a lot of heat based on Jaws' comment, and then we immediately saw their record in the West after that comment. But it seems like they've taken things personally, and it seems like they're a little bit better off 
performance-wise. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think Stephen Adams missing, you know, a bunch of time over that stretch was probably not great for them. Also, uh, you know, I think the addition of Luke Kennard, I think, is going to, you know, um, could be a positive one for them when you look long term. Uh, I, I think the Grizzlies are one of those teams where. Great teams and top three teams in each conference, their whole mindset is we need to focus in on ourselves, not what other people are doing, not who's winning below us, not who's winning above us. We need to focus on ourselves. And I think there was a small stretch there for the Grizzlies where they were kind of like, we're not worried about anything, yeah. blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. You go look at any great team, any great players, they are always focused on themselves and getting better. Yeah, well, you mentioned great teams, great players, top three. If we switch from, you know, the West to the East, still to come on NBA Today, oh. we're all about Boston. Look all at about my girl with the transition. Look at my girl with the transition. <laughs> it I continues. Does Al Horford view this season as championship or bust? Hear from the big man next. I see you. Leave me alone, boy. I see you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today, where Kendrick Perkins and I are in Boston with an all-access pass. The game that's going on behind us, it's actually Joe Mazzula and the yep. Boston Celtics assistant coaches. They get in a little pickup game. Chemistry before. Bit. Yeah, it's nice. What's been your favorite part of all-access thus far, Perk? Well, it's not about me. <laughs> it's actually about the city of Boston having me, Big Perk, back in the city of Boston. You can just feel the energy as soon as I get off the plane. That's the best thing about all-access. Richard Jefferson back in the Los Angeles studios rolling his eyes I, at you. I hope he throw up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, there's been too many highlights here in Boston for me to count, including our interview with Marcus Smart, which aired a little yeah. bit earlier here on NBA Today. But I also got a chance to sit down with Al Horford. There are so many pieces to this Boston Celtics team, but what he has been able to bring, leading all big men in the mm -hmm. league this season in three-point shooting has been truly impressive. Take a listen to our conversation. Being a Celtic, it's a privilege. You take a lot of pride in representing the city of Boston. Horford gets by Giannis and puts it down and one. Al Horford, big time shots this entire fourth quarter. You left the Celtics and then you came back. What was it, what is it about this team, about this organization, and maybe about the unfinished business that you had here in Boston? I, I feel a real connection here um, with the city of Boston. It, it goes, I feel like, beyond the team coming back here 
and really understanding that. And like you said, um, unfinished business, close last year, couldn't get it done, but that's the expectation here to, to win championships. You can't leave Al Horford open. You can't leave, not in the corner, not at the top of the key. You can't leave open. He's gonna hit those shots. This season, you lead all big men in the entire league in three-point shooting. Why has your game been able to open up and blossom like that, where we're just seeing these monster performances where you have four or five threes in a quarter? Just, just putting in the work and taking advantage of those opportunities. Um, you know, when you have guys like Jason, you have guys like Jalen, they demand so much attention. They just make me, make the game easy for me. When it's all said and done, when you look at Jason, do you see him as a future MVP, finals MVP? What is in the cards, do you think, for him? This is the first time, first regular season game he played with us. Uh, it was against Cleveland. And he was a little timid at the beginning. As the game kind of kept going, he got a little more confident. And that's, I feel like that's Jason. Um, you know, he, you put him in a situation, it's new. He's trying to process it, figure it out. He figures it out, like right there. It's not like, uh, and then he kind of comes through. People ha are going to have to acknowledge him as a winner. He is going to win championships. He is going to be an MVP. Hall of Famer, all that comes with it. Um, he has the work ethic, he has the drive. I feel like he's mature beyond his years in that regard, and, uh, and he wants to win, so I think people are gonna remember him as a winner. Do you feel that, the shift from being the, the hunters to the hunted? Uh, I feel it in teams, absolutely. Teams, the way that they come at us, and uh, our mentality is that we wanna be hunters, we wanna attack. Everybody is coming at you with their best shot. Can this season, in your mind, can you view it as a success if it's not back to the finals again? Probably not. Uh, I don't think so. I think the expectation is high. But we understand that at the end of the day, uh, uh, we want to win a championship. Al Horford saying what we have heard the entire time we've been in Boston. This is a championship or bust season mm -hmm. for these Celtics. What has impressed you most about Horford? Well, it's two things. His leadership and also his ability to be able to play this long. Yeah. Like, Al, Al, Big Al is, what, 37 years of age, stretching the floor, being the star in his role, helping his team, embracing the moment. Much, much props to Big Al. I had a conversation <laughs> with Brad Stevens earlier, and he said, you know what, sometimes leadership, you think it's the fiery guys, you think it's the loud guys in the locker room, but you also need the gentle and the consistent, and that is Al Horford. Mm -hmm. More NBA Today will be back in just 60 seconds. They're hungry, and they're looking to make some noise. Both games we played them came down to the wire. What a victory for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, tough matchup. If you're playing against them, you got to come ready to play. We have been giving you exclusive <laughs> looks at Boston All Access all day long. But the Piesta Resistance is the game that is coming up at 7.30 Eastern. Starts with 7 o'clock countdown right here from Boston. Big Perk is going to be yeah. on the show. But there was something that we were all talking about on E2, Richard. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, some, to get I got something for chest. you. Now, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I want to make sure. Me and Perk have been having conversation. I think Jokic is going to win the MVP. I think Jokic is the most versatile center.
the NBA has ever seen. He's going to win the MVP, and he's the most versatile center. The only issue with this is, and this is where people, the old heads and the historians versus the stat guys, this is the issue. When Larry Bird won back-to-back-to-back MVPs, he won 62 wins, then 63 wins, then 67 wins. Every year they got better, 67 wins. And then what happened in the postseason? They went to three straight NBA Finals and winning two championships. So when you compare these back-to-back-to-back MVPs and you look at their team performance, you look at their playoff performance, there is a huge gap, a huge gap. So when a person like Perk is referencing that, like, hey, there's stat padding and there's this going on, it's because it's like – we're about to put them in a place where there's a team that won 62, 63, and 67 wins and then won, went to the finals three straight years and then won two championships. That's not the context of this MVP. So whatever people want to say, I think Jokic is the most versatile center and I think he should win MVP. The problem is there is a lost yep. context in all of this. That is the issue. That's my rant. I got no, don't else. stop. Those, no, don't I'm stop. Good, keep I'm going, you, RJ. Perk. For the first time, I'm telling you to keep going. Don't stop. There's a, just a different don't contact. Stop. That's Can my only thing. saying that? <laughs> and I do think that, you know, the standards have shifted. We focus a lot about the numbers in the regular season versus back then the MVP was driven largely based on the postseason. What did you do with your stats? And so that's the difference. 62, 63, right 67. Now. Those were the Malika, consecutive years. Malika, but that, I have a final question but for you. But that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying. Like the goalpost move every single year, we don't know the criteria when it comes down for the MVP. But well, the criteria it seems to be this year, averaging the first triple, like the first center to be averaging a triple double for him to affect winning that way. We could keep going with this debate. Japan A, what'd you got? Well, I'm just wondering if you took took Perk to our favorite Boston seafood spot because it was you, me, and Richard last time. I hope you guys get some good food. No, Perk. Per, man, we per, working all per, day. We don't, know we don't be having fun. That. We actually work when we come in town. Thank so you much. so much for Not watching NBA Today. All access continues <laughs> with NBA Countdown. Good. What up? Yeah, what up? <laughs>